reaching Israel and the world. Shalom over Chab, beloved ones, peace and blessings to you today. Cynthia Marjorie, today I'm beginning a series on one of my favorite books in the Bible, the book of Romans, which is actually the most complete doctrinal treatise in the entire New Testament, covering almost every single doctrine that has to do with our salvation. You've been through the book of Romans before. Is it yeah, one of your favorite books? It definitely is one of my favorites. It's it's so rich, so rich in 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 all the nuggets of God that we need that we just it just makes your faith and your understanding just get so rooted and grounded from this book of Romans. It's just so rich and I love it. I love to have it as a resource when I'm confused. The Bible is a huge book. There's so many different stories, but Romans so well puts everything right in line, boom, 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 that it, it all starts making sense. It's a really well said word. You know, a great coach will oftentimes bring his team or her team back to the fundamentals, back to the basics, because the whole game is built, first of all, on having the fundamentals right. Yeah. And the book of Romans drills us in the fundamentals of what it means to be a follower of King Jesus. In this age, beloved ones, that we're living in, when there's so much false gospel being preached, this study in the book of Romans is going to help refresh and reground you in the true faith. Shalom, uvrachah, peace and blessings from the deep forest of Colorado. I'm excited today to begin a brand new series going through the book of Romans. The book of Romans is the greatest theological treatise in the entire New Testament, Brit In other words, Paul in the book of Romans takes us through the major doctrines of our faith, leading us into redemption through Messiah Yeshua. There's no other book in the New Testament that's complete as the book of Romans in terms of defining for us the major doctrines of our faith in the new covenant through Jesus the Messiah. We can never neglect this book. I remember years ago when I just became a believer back in the late 1970s, people used to use the book of Romans to lead people to salvation when they were witnessing. And they had kind of a, a term that they called it. They called it, I'm gonna take you through the Romans road. Because in the book of Romans, we find the doctrine of sin. We talk about how the Hebrew Bible set the stage for the coming of Messiah. We see in the book of Romans, the importance of the blood. And so basically the point was when the book of Romans was called the, uh, the, the Romans road or the pathway to lead somebody to salvation, the individual that was sharing the Christian faith would lead somebody through the book of Romans, sharing with the individual the key elements that were important for them to understand to prepare them to receive Messiah Jesus as their Savior. So with that said, let's begin today with the word of prayer. Father God, we worship you and we bless you today. Father, we thank you for your glory, even as we're standing here in the beauty of your creation. I'm thinking above these tall pine trees, each one rising straight up to the heavens, giving you glory. And now, Father, we ask for your anointing, your power to fall upon me as I preach through this beautiful portion of your word in honor of Messiah Yeshua. Amen and amen. What I'm going to do is I'm going to be preaching for the most part 
expositorly through this book. What I mean by that is I'm not gonna jump around, I'm gonna go sequentially from the first chapter through the book. I won't highlight every single verse, but I'll highlight the verses, beloved, that I think are important for us to concentrate on during this series. Let's begin now, Romans chapter one, verse one, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God, beloved ones, abides forever. Hear the word of God. By the way, if my voice sounds a little hoarse today, I'm in really high altitude above 10,000 feet. So my voice just might sound a little more scratchy than usual, perhaps due to the lack of oxygen. Here we go. Paul, or we say in Hebrew, Shaul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus. Most of us know the word Christ is just the Greek for anointed. We're speaking of Messiah. Paul, a bondservant of Messiah, Jesus, or Mashiach, Yeshua, we would say in Hebrew. Paul said he was called as an apostle. Now, an apostle uh, comes from the Hebrew word shaliach, which means a sent one, an emissary, or an apostle. So I actually identify myself as a shaliach because I'm a sent one, a sent messenger of Jesus. So this is how Shaul, or Paul, introduces himself. And by the way, beloved, it's interesting. We call Paul, obviously in English, Paul. But you know what's beautiful to me? When Paul describes his salvation experience in the book of Acts, he talks about how he was on his way to Damascus to arrest any Jew that believed in Jesus. And as he said, as he was on his way, hunting down Jews that believed in Jesus, suddenly a bright light from heaven broke down upon him blinded him. And then Paul said, he heard a voice, listen now, speaking to him in the Hebrew dialect. So when Jesus, when Yeshua called Paul and commissioned him, Yeshua didn't call him Paul. Yeshua called him by his Hebrew name, Shaul. So Paul said, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew dialect. And what Paul would have heard is, Shaul, Shaul, I'm Yeshua whom you're persecuting. So let's go back to the text. Shaul or Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, of Messiah Yeshua, called as a shaliach, a sent one messenger or apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. And I wanna just pause for a moment, beloved ones, to bring application for our life. Paul described himself as one that was set apart for the gospel. And he was in a very, unique way. All of us are set apart. I want you to receive this for your life. You're set apart. I mean, oftentimes in my walk, there's a bit of loneliness because I have to walk a certain way because I'm not part of the world. And because I'm not part of the world, I can't engage in a lot of conversation that I would be able to engage in if I was part of the world. And because I'm set apart and you're set apart for the gospel, that means that we need to be introducing into our relationships the good news of Messiah Jesus, which we know oftentimes will create separation in relationships. In other words, even here in Colorado, I'm meeting new people all the time and, and you know, people that are from the world, they speak as those that are from the world. But those that are from heaven, those of us that are born again, we have a different value system. And so 
we speak a different language. We speak about different things. We, we, we bring up absolute truth. And so there's obviously at times going to be this separation between us and others because, listen, beloved, we're set apart. And Paul told us everyone that desires to live godly in Christ Jesus shall be persecuted. Think about Paul's life, how persecuted he was because he was set apart. I mean, he was beaten, he was whiplashed. He spent most of his life in terms of a, a, as an apostle uh, ministering to, to the world through the writings. He wrote most of these books in the New Testament in prison because he was being persecuted for the fact that he was set apart. And so I just want us to absorb this, that there's a call upon your life as one that's set apart. You're unique in the earth. Now, the truth is, many of us are not living as though we're unique in the earth. Many of us are not willing to bear the call. In other words, Paul spoke, as soon as he introduced himself, he talked about his call. But when we read, beloved ones, the writing to the New Testament, we find that we're all called. We're, you and I are all called. We're called out of the world. Jesus said, if you were of the world, the world would love you. But because Yeshua said, I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Over and over, Paul refers to us as the called of God. And so I'm simply stating that some of us that are listening right now, we're not willing to assume the burden of being called. I mean, think about Israel. They're the firstborn child of God. Israel is God's firstborn covenant people. But look at the price that the Jewish people and the nation of Israel have had to pay because they're a unique nation. They've been persecuted since their call. I want to encourage you today to be willing to suffer the reproach of the call. You see, Paul told us in the book of Philippians that his desire was to know Yeshua, to know Jesus in both the power of his resurrection and, get it now, church, the fellowship of his sufferings. And so there was this dual fellowship that Paul was participating in in his walk with Messiah. On the one hand, he knew Jesus in the power of his resurrection, but then on the other hand, he knew Jesus in the fellowship of his sufferings. He knew what it meant to be rejected for Jesus. He knew what it meant to feel lonely because he wasn't being received. This is part of our call. And so I just wanted to stress, this is not just about Paul. There's application for you and I, beloved ones, today. I want you just to give yourself to Jesus for his single most purpose in your life. He wants to conform you to his image. I tried to give kind of a broad message this morning. I wanted to give them kind of a heads up as to what to expect in my ministry. We've got to become servants. We've got to stop lying. We've got to stop stealing. We've got to spend time just sitting before Him. Beloved, we've got to give ourselves to Christ. You know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 11 that when Jewish people come to faith, 
It'll be like life from the dead for the church. So that's really what my prayer is, that somehow God is just gonna do something that's above me and beyond me. He's gonna do something by His Spirit that is just gonna give these pastors a divine genius, a greater initiation in the Holy Spirit, and that they'll just see transformation in their lives and circumstances. I tell you the truth, all the pastors who came here will, will testify that they are going back not the same. The words coming powerfully, uh, the revelation and the insight so greatly. What, what to me Rabbi brings is trying to connect the Old Testament to the New and bringing the light so clearly in the way the people can see it and they are inspired and totally transformed. I tell you, no man who has come to this meeting in Uganda will live the same way. Beloved, God has given me the gift of breakthrough, but breakthrough opportunities cost money. This is why I'm asking you today, would you consider becoming a monthly partner with me and discovering the Jewish Jesus? There are so many things that we can do, so many people that need to be reached, but we can't do it, beloved, without your help. If the Lord is blessing you through this ministry, if you believe in it, if you believe in the words that I'm speaking, that the world needs to hear them, that people can be helped by them, I wanna ask you to partner with the Lord through discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm confident of this. Everything that we do for King Jesus, we're gonna be rewarded for. Thank you for your help. So let's continue on. Paul, he said, set apart, verse one, for the gospel of God. Now. We all know that the word gospel, it simply means good news. A lot of times people hear the word gospel today and it really sounds like an old fashioned term to them. And it's unfortunate that sometimes we have to be creative with our language in order to communicate what it is that the Lord wants to be communicated. Sometimes, for example, when we use biblical terms, we have to explain to people what we mean because if we don't, when we simply use the biblical term, because the terms have been misused or overused, what will happen is people will not have the proper filter to be able to understand what we're saying. I mean, that's the way it is simply with language. My sister's middle name is gay, but you know what? She eventually, you know, felt like, well, people were, you know, making, uh, you know, relating to that name in a way that wasn't originally meant to be related to when my parents first gave it to her because when my parents named my sister, giving her a middle name gay, at the time, the word gay meant happy and nobody thought anything else. But as we know over time, the meaning of the word changed and so we have to sometimes explain to people what we mean when we're using biblical words because people have heard some of these biblical words so often and perhaps have heard these biblical terms used by people they didn't respect or people that didn't manifest who Jesus was. And so now when they hear us use those same words, you know, it goes off their back like water off a duck's back. They can't really hear what we're saying. So I'm simply saying that because Paul said here he was set apart for the gospel of God. People hear the word gospel, they think of, you know, Southern gospel or they think of some old time religion, but that's not what we're talking about because God is present. The gospel is alive. And what is the gospel? It's simply the good news of God's love. Paul was sent to bring people the knowledge that God was here, that he loved them, that he's with us, and that he's calling us to repent, to turn to him. 
And if we will, he will forgive us and give us a brand new life and a future destiny in him. And so a lot of times when we are wanting to communicate the good news of Jesus to people, we have to help them to understand that we're not just talking about some old time religion. We're talking about the most present, the most contemporary being in the universe, that he's here, that he wants to break into your life and my life and the lives of those we'll share with. He wants to become the bridge between where we are and heaven and bring us into eternal and everlasting life, peace and joy and fullness. And so I'm always careful when I'm using biblical terms in the secular world in which we live today that I explain exactly what I'm talking about. Paul was sent to bring the good news of Messiah Jesus, and that is the gospel. Well, let's continue on now with verse number two. This gospel, Paul said, he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So let's put it in context. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. What's the point? The point is, beloved, this message that Paul brought to us and this message that you and I are also sent to carry is not something that was just invented five years ago. This message was prophesied from the very beginning. This is not some new fad that's gonna come and go. When we talk to people today, the culture that we're living in, particularly in the Western world, people are continually inventing new concepts of who God is. The vast amount of penetration that the New Age religion has had in the Western world on the earth right now is mind-blowing. And this New Age religion, it's, it's, it, this, this is something that, you know, this, this didn't, you know, this is something that is a lot different than what Paul brought. Paul said, I'm bringing you a message that's rooted in the rock of God. I'm not bringing you some philosophy. I'm not bringing you some, uh, you know, contemporary uh, uh, theology that uh, a man invented 20 years ago. What I'm bringing you is what was prophesied, Paul said, from the very beginning. Now, I don't know about you, but church, this gives me a lot of strength because I'm standing uh, in opposition to a world. Uh, even in the church, when I share the good news with people in the church, for the most part, my experience has been that people, beloved, that call themselves Christians still have a concept that, well, I'm a Christian, they say, but I don't condemn anybody. In other words, they're saying, you know, if someone is not a Christian, I don't think that my way is better than their way. I'm not a bigot. Uh, I'm not, I, I'm not uh, uh, you know, I don't think I'm better than anybody. And so I don't, I don't reject any religion. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's right that Christians say that this religion isn't going to heaven or people that believe that religion is going to heaven. In other words, I meet so many people that call themselves Christians in the church that have, listen, a non-exclusive view of Jesus and Christianity. They don't understand that 
Paul said, I'm preaching you the message that God gave us from the very beginning through his prophets, that he himself would come to earth as our savior, that he would take our sin and our iniquity in his own body on the tree, Isaiah 53, that he would be pierced through for our transgressions. Paul said, this is the message God gave from the beginning. It's the ancient foundation which the Lord has made. And so it always grieves me when I hear people that call themselves believers not understanding the exclusivity of Yeshua who claimed, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no man cometh to the Father but through me. You see, beloved, as we close today, I want you to consider Paul. He gave up everything for this calling to preach the good news of Messiah Jesus. Think about it. He lost everything. He lost his standing in the Jewish community as an esteemed Pharisee. He lost the income that he had because of his position in the religious world. He lost the respect of his contemporaries. He lost it all. He went to prison. He was beaten and rejected. Why? Because he believed that without Yeshua, men would perish. In fact, Paul said later in the book of Romans, unless they believe, they will perish. Paul said, how can they believe in him who's been sent unless somebody tells them? And so he gave his whole life to tell people about this because he was convinced that without Yeshua in our life and in the life of others, we would perish. You see, Peter said, there's no name under heaven by which men can be saved, but the name of Jesus. And every knee must bow and tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Not one of many religions. He didn't say that this religion's okay and that religion's okay and, and we don't judge anybody. We don't rule about anybody. That wasn't the message that Peter preached. There is no way under heaven, no name under heaven by which men can be saved by the name of Jesus. And because he knew that, and believe that he went to the ends of the earth as a called apostle to spread that message, realizing that without Jesus, the bridge between heaven and earth, the only way that God has made for our sins to be forgiven, without Jesus, men will perish. I want to encourage you today. I want to speak strength and courage to you today to understand, number one, that you've been set apart. Accept that. You have to suffer rejection for Jesus. It's part of the call. If you're unwilling to accept that burden, Jesus said, you'll be cast out. Because he that's ashamed of me, Yeshua said, I will be ashamed of him when I come with my Father in the glory of his angels. So beloved, know today that God's spirit is upon you, calling you to accept your standing and calling in him in a deeper way, to walk it out, to be confident in who you are and to be a bold witness as a called out one for Jesus in the earth. Beloved, because of you, we're able to preach the gospel as it was originally given by the Apostle Paul. Many of you that are watching today realize that there needs to be a correction in the message that's being proclaimed. By preaching through the book of Romans line by line, we're getting a balanced understanding of what the gospel message really is, and people need to hear this truth.
You see, Yeshua gave us commission, and the commission was to preach the gospel to all creation. And the gospel that needs to be preached, beloved, is the gospel that you're hearing. Through your financial support, millions around the globe are hearing the good news of Messiah Jesus. And you know what, beloved? In participating with this ministry, you are playing a part in preparing the Earth's atmosphere for King Jesus' return, and you're being obedient to what He told you to do, which is to spread the good news of His coming return. Thank you for your financial support. As you're being blessed by this ministry, I would simply ask you, beloved, to support it with your finances because it's a spiritual law of the kingdom. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yahweh Vayishmarech Ya'er Yahweh Penavelecha Vihunecha Isa Yahweh Penavelecha Ve'asem Lecha Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the Word, to declare the mystery of Messiah, discovering the Jewish Jesus, reaching Israel and the world. Next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, join Rabbi as he explains how you can reject and overcome fear when it comes to sharing the Gospel. Don't miss this exciting episode.